It is Test Thomas, Tavshin Pei Beis, the ninth of Thomas, 5782, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. We're here at Inyana Diyomi, this week's parsha is Parsha Schukas, and today's daf is going to be Ksubas Daf Beis. That is the very first daf in Mesechus Ksubas. So for those who completed Mesechus Yivamus, Mazel Tov, it's an incredible accomplishment. And now here at Inyana Diyomi, we embark on a new journey through Mesechus Ksubas as we connect to the parsha and other Inyana Diyoma. And if you enjoyed these shirim and others on the podcast and you want to partner with, with us here to give a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations for shirim like this and others on the podcast, or if you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group for frequent updates or for links to every share uploaded, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. And now as we open a new Masechta, we actually find a Rashi that touches on a theme that we find in our Parsha, and that is the theme of Ka'as, of anger. We're going to see exactly what our Masechta on the very first page has to say about anger, and we'll see through connecting it to our Parsha what exactly we can do with Ka'as as it creeps into our own lives to see how we can deal with it. Happens to be on this theme. A year ago, we did a special share on the Real Talk Torah series here at the database. And that share, in my opinion, was one of the most important ones that I delivered. And I don't often say that. It was a share on the concept of chaos and providing a Torah approach to anger management. You can go back to the archives and listen to it. But Bezra Hashem, um, in, in the coming weeks on that series as well, I hope to do a sequel to that shear on the Torah approach to anger management. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, we'll get our feet wet in the concept of Ka'as and see what we can learn just from our daf and our parsha this week. And we um, look to find our theme in a Rashi. So just to give you the background for this Rashi, the Masechta begins, the first mission on the Masechta tells us that Basula Nises Biyom Revi'i, that a virgin gets married on Wednesdays. So Rashi elaborates on what the Mishnah tells us as to why she gets married on, on Wednesday. And without further ado, we'll jump right into the Rashi because the Rashi is going to put it all together for us. And then we'll see how it connects to our Parsha. So B'Sheni V'Chamishi, so the Mishnah tells us um, why does she get married on Wednesday? So Rashi picks up on these words. Um, the Mishnah says on Mondays and on, on Thursdays, what happens on Mondays and Thursdays? Based in convenes on Mondays and Thursdays. And for some reason, we want her to get married on Wednesday because Bazin will be convening on Thursday. So we'll see... Um, that the, the the Gemara does address the question of why not have her get married on Sunday, but for some reason we want her to get married on the day before Beisdin convenes. Why? So explains Rashi. So Achas may start Takanos Shetikin Ezra Bevavakama Perak Maruba. This is one of ten Takanos that Ezra made in Mesachas Bevavakama, where they're enumerated there in Daf Pei Beis Amid Aleph. And again, one of the takanas was that Beisdin would convene on Mondays and Thursdays. So and the Gemara explains all of them there. And for that reason, because Beisdin is convening on Thursday, we want her to get married. We want the virgin to get married on Wednesday. Why? Let's say the husband has a tainus basulam, a claim against her virginity. Right? Some, there's a, a claim of Pesach Pesuach Matsasi, that after engaging in those initial relations with his wife, um, who was supposed to be a virgin, he suspects that maybe she was not, because literally Pesach Pesuach Matsasi, which means I found an open door, um, that is to suggest that he was able to navigate himself with too much ease. It seemed that it was not the first time that this woman um, engaged in relations that he was able to go right through. And because of that, he um, suspects 
that she's not she's not actually a virgin. So therefore, what? So Yashkim lebeizdin. So in the morning, he'll wake up early. He'll bring her to beizdin. But od kaaso alav while he is still angry. Normally, we do not like kaas, right? The Rambam is um, tells us that you have to go to the opposite extreme to kaas. That's one of the worst midos. But apparently, right now we are relying on his anger. We wanted to take her to beizdin early in the morning while his anger is still there. Why? Because if there isn't any time delay, there is to be concerned, maybe he's going to be appeased, and his emotions are going to cool down, and he's going to stay with her, he's going to find some reason to stay with her, and this is the, the punchline, um, maybe she was mezan, and maybe she cheated while she was, um, meaning maybe she actually was mezana while she was married to him in the first stage of marriage, known as Arison or Kedushin. Right, a long time ago they would separate Kedushin and Nisuin. Um, nowadays we do it all together at the same time. But in those times, you were considered a, a, a basically an Ashish. You were an Ashish. Um, a woman would be considered married right after Kedushin, even if she never had relations with her husband, even if they didn't go into Yichud. And if she gets, and if she has relations with anyone else at that time, she is now usher to her husband, besides for being Chayef Misa. But the point is that if she was Mazanat Hachtov, you know what the result is, says Rashi Vinesara Alav, she'll be usher to him. And therefore, we want to make sure that if she is usher to him, they don't stay together. So it's very important that he gets to the courtroom. Right? So Solomon continues Rashi Kidyalfinan, like we learn in Masachasotadaf Khaf Khasamadalaf, Nivinistra Vihi Nitma, Umitokshiavalabazdin. And because he takes her to Basin, the matter is going to be clarified. When the, when the rumors are produced about this possibility that this woman did this, maybe Adam will actually come forth. Witnesses will come forth and tell us if they know anything. is going to address the question, okay, if you want to make sure she gets married on a day before Beisden convenes, so why Badafka Wednesday? Maybe she could also get married on Sunday because Beisden is going to convene on Monday as well. So the Gemara will address that question, but we are not dealing with that right now. But what I do want to focus on is what we mentioned, the concept of the chaos, the chaos that the husband is going to experience when he sees or suspects that his, his newly wedded wife to him is not actually a virgin. So she's not a basule, he's going to be angry, and we apparently are relying on this anger. However, if you look at our Parsha, we find obviously a scenario of chaos where it is not okay. Now, most scenarios of ka'as are not okay. And the, the scenario that I'm referring to is the scenario of Moshe Rabbeinu and May Mariva. And lest you say that this, um, this summary of Moshe Rabbeinu hitting the rock at May Mariva being due to ka'as, being due to anger, is something that is um, sacrilegious or something that is uh, it's, a, it's, it's against the covet of Moshe Rabbeinu. So I will mention that whatever we say about any figures from Tanakh, especially the Tzadikim, especially the greatest of Tzadikim, so we say with the realization that they were on their own levels and that Hashem judged them, as we mentioned earlier this week, Kichut HaSara, Hashem judged them much more harshly than He would judge any of us. However, it is not my suggestion that Moshe Rabbeinu acted out of chaos. It is a suggestion that is made by the Rambam and is also a suggestion that is made by Rashi, not in this week's Parsha, but in Parsha 
Parshas Matos, as I will show you very soon. And the point is not to suggest that Moshe Rabbeinu got angry in the same way that any of us get angry, but the point is the mistake that Moshe Rabbeinu made came from some semblance of anger. So the question is, what do we do to deal with it? So let's take a look at that Rashi that I just referenced. So the Rashi can be found in Parshas Matos, which is in Bamidbar, Lamed Aleph, Chaf Aleph, 3121. And we find that after the war against Midian, the initial war, um, so... Moshe Rabbeinu did not communicate the, war, the, the upcoming laws of how to be ma'agil, have to do a hagala, um, to uh, purge the vessels that, the, that they got from the booty from Midian. So those laws, but how to kasher them, Moshe Rabbeinu was actually supposed to communicate those laws, but instead it had to be Elazar HaKohen. So it says Rashi, Vayomer Elazar HaKohen Vagomer. So why couldn't Moshe Rabbeinu communicate these laws? Because Moshe Rabbeinu just entered the vicinity, the uh, broad category of anger. Now, this is not to suggest that Moshe Benu, you know, um, was thrashing about or anything like that, but he entered Klal Kaas. So, Balachlautas, so because Moshe Benu entered this vicinity of Kaas, so he entered into the vicinity of Taos, of, be- of making a mistake. The Halachos of purging the, the vessels of the non Jews, those escaped him. And they were hidden from him. We find this also happened in Parsha Shemini by the Miluim, by the inauguration. That when Moshe Rabbeinu got angry at Allah's Arni Samar, he came into the Klaal of Kaas, so in the same vein, he, he fell into this, this, this area of, of mistake. And similarly, in our Parsha, when he yelled at uh, the Bnei Israel just before um, hitting the rock, what happened? He said, and the very next thing we find, he hits the rock. So says Rashi, um, because of his anger, he, he, he erred. I um, mean, he erred. So this is brought down, Rashi quoting the Sifrei and Pesachim Daf Samachvav. So again, however we understand it on our level, the Torah was talking to us, Chazal were talking to us, so that we can at least appreciate it. Um, so obviously we're not near the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, but what we do find, however it happens, it has something to do with the Kla'al of Kas. The, again, this, this broader area, this category, this classification, this class of anger. Moshe Rabbeinu entered the class of anger. And because he entered the class of anger, he made a mistake. So, obviously, Kas is not something that we want all the time. But in the case of Mesech's Ksubas, where the husband is suspecting that his wife cheated on him. So this is a, a cast that we are actually relying on. We're not saying that he should throw things in his anger, which um, in the Gemara and Shabbat says it's like you're doing a Vodazara. But what we are saying is we want him to be able to do a mitzvah from this point. Because if she's usher to him, this is a very big deal. You know, we're talking about you know, a major isser if he, if, he, if, um, if he sleeps with her again after um, she cheated on him. So we want to make sure the halacha is being observed. And if halacha will be observed because of this anger, so it sounds like this is one place that maybe kaas is considered to be acceptable. Now, what, however, does this, this Rashi and this Gemara, this Mishnah, teach us about Kaas and perhaps how it relates to Moshe Rabbeinu and how it can relate to all of us? And I would say that the, the, the lesson in a line is that Kaas cools down. Anger is healed over time.
That is why, in the case of adultery, Chazal actually wanted the husband to act at the time that he was angry. Meaning, at the time of his anger, we wanted him to act immediately. And we didn't want him to stop and think about it and then rationalize that maybe he could stay with his wife. To prevent an iser, uh, so that's why we, uh, we want him to act in his anger. But of course, this is usually not the appropriate way. And what that tells us then is how we can cope with our own anger. That apparently the antidote to anger is time. This husband, we didn't want him to take the time to let it sit and let's let him be patient with it. But apparently for us, when we are angry at the inappropriate time, which is most times that is inappropriate, you know, most times it's inappropriate to be angry. So the antidote to anger is time. If we are patient, if we hold off and don't respond, don't act yet, that'll give us the time to measure our response, to calculate and to recalculate if necessary. Imagine if Moshe Rabbeinu had another moment to, to, to think before he made any of the mistakes that he made. How many of our mistakes that we made in the time of our anger would have been avoided if we just gave ourselves another hour, another few minutes, another few seconds, by the way, sometimes. In the moment that we are angry, don't respond yet. Don't say something that we're going to regret. Don't do something that we're going to regret. But just wait for a second. Measure your response. And, and whatever you're going to say, say it, but don't say it in your anger or don't do it in your anger. Do it after your anger. Say it after your anger. It's going to be way more effective and you're not going to be in the klal, in the class of kaas when you act. And that will be because you gave yourself the time, you gave yourself the patience, you allowed the time to heal your anger, and now you can actually think clearly before you do something that you'll regret later. So once again, kaas cools as long as you give it time. Until next time, stay tuned and stay attuned to the amazing Inyana de Yomi. Thank you for joining us here at the database and have an absolutely wonderful Shabbos.